Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Drew here. I want to welcome you all to another special edition of Phoenix Down. Uh, tonight, I have with me Matt. Hello. And uh, tonight, we're going to just do something a little different, much like our intermission uh, show. Uh, we're not actually playing a game to talk about, but we want to talk a little bit about the Resident Evil series. Um Mainly because Resident Evil 6 just came out. Uh, Matt and I are both playing Resident Evil 6 co-op together. And uh, we also played through Resident Evil 5 co-op together. And um, we're both pretty big fans of Resident Evil. Um, Matt, probably more than me, due to the fact that his Twitter handle is REMGS, which I believe the RE stands for Resident Evil. Yep. And, Those are the two most defining games for me. Well, there you go. And MGS, obviously, for Metal Gear Solid. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is just going to be a simple little show. We're just going to talk a little bit about our history with Resident Evil series and and what we think about it and how it's evolved and different things like that. And, you know, we're just going to have some fun and just sit back and just talk a little bit. But I, I do want to mention um, my history. And, Matt, you can go into your history of the, the series itself. Um I didn't realize this until I actually went back and looked at it. The first Resident Evil game came out in 1996 on the PlayStation 1. And I actually bought this game. I didn't buy it personally because in 1996 I was 12 years old. <laughs> um, but it was during my birthday and my dad, he took me up to Walmart. Yeah, this is how country we are. He took me out to Walmart and he said, Drew, you can pick out any video game that you'd like. I'm going to get it for you for your birthday. And so at this point, I wasn't really following the video game industry. I didn't know much about it. I just knew I liked playing video games. So I based my purchase completely on the the, the box cover. And the, the I have the I still have it I, I have it sitting right behind me here, the original Resident Evil for the PlayStation One, not the director's cut that everybody knows, um, and the one that I think actually got it very popular, the one that has the cover of Chris I guess it's Chris, yeah I guess <laughs> with a with a gigantic bulging eye, holding <laughs> what looks like either a shotgun or an old school like bar gun B A R from the World War Two. And there's silhouettes of spiders to the sides of him, and he's like it backed into a corner. Now, do you have the one that's in a regular jewel case, or because I think it came out initially on one of those big old cardboard cases? I have the jewel case. Yeah, that's what I have too. Um, uh, I do know what you're talking about, though. Um, and for some reason. I just picked that game up. My dad didn't care what games I played. He didn't even pay attention to that, you know. And um, I picked that game up. And, man, that game scared the living shit out of me. (laughs) When I was a kid, you kidding me? Freaking, of course, everybody talks about the zombie dogs that, that crash through the windows whenever you first walk by them. And... Those classic things. I, I seriously think I've probably beat the original Resident Evil at least five times. Wow. Yeah. I've played through that game multiple times. I still have most of it memorized. I know I have the dialogue memorized. Because <laughs> um, I loaded it up uh, probably, eh, it was probably about two or three weeks ago. 
because I have it on the PlayStation Network as well. Because I, because I'm an idiot. I don't own the game, but I still bought it off the PSN because yeah. And I loaded it up, and my girlfriend was sitting there and like played the intro, and just I was just like completely just spouting off the lines before they even happened and stuff like that. So I still got that crap memorized. And um, yeah, that was I mean that was the beginning for me as far as my introduction to the Resident Evil series. I had never heard of it before. I bought it solely based on the the box cover. Nice. What about you? Uh, for me, it was the first game I bought when I got a PlayStation. Before that, all I had was a Genesis. And uh, in the same way that Altered Beast was the one that I saw when I was roving around a Kmart or Walmart. I know for the Genesis it was a Kmart. Um but that was one of the games they had up on display and they would be showing it on the TV, like just looping the, the beginning or the commercial or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was definitely the first game that I saw for it. I was blown away because I was used to games like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, bright, colorful, cartoony, certainly sprite-based games. And uh, to, to see a game that looked this adult and this serious really just kind of floored me. I was like, wow, this is the future. This is, you know, three-dimensional. There's characters that are shaped like people, although now that's kind of laughable because they're just blocks. Yeah. But compared to a sprite, I don't know, it it was pretty impressive at the time. And I... it, It was a game, and apparently I've been doing this since I was a kid, but I would turn out all the lights, just like I do now with horror movies... I'd watch it in the dark. I pretty much only played Resident Evil late at night. Uh, and it was, to this day, it's one of the only video games that my mom has ever liked. Really? She, yeah, she walked in, and I think she was probably as surprised as I was at how much better it looked than the Genesis games. But she came in and would watch me play it. It's the only game that she has ever watched me play. Wow. She really liked the whole mansion, and I think she saw the the fight with the snake at, at one point. Yeah. And she thought that was pretty scary, and she just enjoyed it, and I, I was hooked. It, it was so many of my firsts as far as video games go, and, you know, it, zombies were still a novelty kind of at that point. Yeah, they weren't popular. Like, you never really saw many zombie games back then, and... Yeah, yeah, but certainly I mean, not zombie games. And then you've also got like Night of the Living Dead, which the movies, which were great. Yeah, but it wasn't as kind of hyper saturated as it is these days. Yeah. So it, I don't know. I I love that game. There's so many moments. The part with the dogs is is great. You know, when you first see lurkers and you just kind of get a, I think you get a, a shot from their view first. Oh, the hunters. The hunters. Yeah. That, oh my god, those things scared the shit yeah, out of me. Yeah, they were so fast and so creepy. One hit kill just, you. Yeah, and all the boss fights in that game, I, it, it holds a very dear spot in my heart. Yeah, that game... All that, of three, actually. You know what, I mean, that's that's my opinion too. Three is the weakest out of all of them, in my opinion. I don't really know why. Um... I guess it was, yeah, I think because it just didn't propel the the story too much, 
I mean, when did three come out? Three came out in '99. Um, I think it was just because it, it, it took place during the same time as Resident Evil Two. Yeah, it just felt like an add-on. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why. I was like, we're coming back to this exact same place. That and to me is. <sighs> They added machine guns to the game. Now, I know Resident Evil 2 had that too, but you only got one throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. And it had like it didn't have ammo, it had the percentile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they had an easy mode for it, which correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the first Resident Evil and possibly the second Resident Evil, they were the hard difficulty Normally, normal was the hard difficulty in the United States, while Japan got an easier version. Hmm. I think I'm not too sure, and I know that they released the director's cut a year later for yeah. Resident Evil One. That's I think whenever Resident Evil actually got kind of big was whenever the director's cut came out because I saw a lot of those copies floating around. Hmm. I just picked up my copy of the director's cut two or three years ago. Oh really? Yeah. But um, I enjoyed three though, mainly because of the relentlessness of Nemesis. Yeah. That that was one of those things that I hold up as the best in the series. The first time I played it, I was always on edge. It comes busting through walls. It was this kind of perpetual state of fear throughout the whole game, which I loved. Which the well they had they kind of had that in Resident Evil two too. With um, you know the big tyrant that followed you around whenever you played Scenario B. Yeah. And that that was kind of creepy, because you knew not to. Not to kill him, just run away yeah, from him. Not even try to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you could, and he'd drop like a little thing of ammo, but. Um. You know, and. <sighs> That, yeah, I mean, they always, they'll always hold up to me as for nostalgia and stuff like that. Resident Evil 2 especially. When Resident Evil 2 came out, that was whenever, you know, I was, I was, I, I, I wasn't more mature, but I mean, I was, you know, I was, I think I was 13 at the time when it came out or 14. And I, I could understand it a little bit more, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the story and stuff goes. And, you know, it took place in a city and it was just, it was a lot more epic in scale, it seemed like. Yeah. So all of that combined with the fact that I was actually waiting for Resident Evil 2, because that alone was a big change. I picked up Resident Evil 1 because it was just the cool new thing, and I had never seen anything like it before. Yeah. But after playing that and loving it, I you know I, I wanted more of it. So when I started to hear that Resident Evil 2 was coming out, I, I was pretty excited. So when 2 and 3 eventually finally did launch, I, you know, those were the first games probably of that generation that I was really excited for before they came out and not just, oh, this is the one I rented and it was awesome. Or, this is the one I got for my birthday because my parents didn't know what I wanted. Well, you know, they had, um, here's a little Resident Evil trivia. You may probably already know this, but um, Resident Evil 2, I believe, was supposed to come out earlier than what it was than what it did. Um, yeah. Because they had a, they call it 1.5. Yep. Uh, they, it had a different... Concerns over the quality. Yeah, it had a different protagonist um, as far as from Claire Redfield. It wasn't Claire Redfield. It was another woman. And uh, they had some kind of like auto lock feature. Uh, like I've never played it. I've always I've seen video of it, but I like they had like an auto lock or an auto aim 
that was that made it like a little easier. And there was a few areas of the police station and stuff like that that you didn't normally go to in Resident Evil Two itself. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Resident Evil One, Two, and Three. I mean, those are classic. They always will be. And recently, you know, they did the HD collection, or not the HD collection, but the two HD versions of Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil Code Veronica. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of Code Veronica. Yeah, I am too. I, that was to me the last classic Resident Evil. That was the last scary Resident Evil for me. Yeah. Um, Code Veronica is a close. I mean, that's the close second to my favorite Resident Evil of all time. Um, and it was just it, it. It came out at a weird time. It came out, you know, originally on the Dreamcast, and I didn't own a Dreamcast. I had a. Um, I got it on the PS2 whenever they re-released yeah. this Code Veronica X. Yep, I did too. And uh, yeah, I love that game. Uh, that was the last one that they had that had horrible voice acting. <laughs> um, especially Steve. Steve Burnside. That motherfucker. Like, I, I forgot how bad the voice acting was until I had to review the, the Code Veronica HD last year. Uh, and I was is, like, that a, is that a healthy upgrade? Because I haven't played Code Veronica in a long time. Um, it's old school. It is the tank controls. Um, it took a a good maybe two hours to get used to that. Um, it you know it's it's the old school where you you, you have to find uh, ink ribbons. You have to love you know, it. Uh, and the HD part is throwaway. It still it kind of looks like crap. Uh, I'll just go back and replay my old copy. Then. That would probably be the best thing to do. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's okay. It still looks kind of blocky though. Um, I take it back. It's not the last classic one because I personally really liked the Outbreak games. Oh, the ones that were online. Yes. I I think that they were way ahead of their time but brought down to almost unplayable because of the one poor decision to not allow voice chat. Yeah. That, that ruins that game. Truth be told... I've only played Outbreak 1, and I played it for about an hour. I never played Outbreak 2. Um, a friend of mine had a PS2 with a um, modem on it, mm-hmm. and we played it there. But, I mean, I, I never I never got to play those. I always wanted to because, you know, it was – it seemed interesting. I still think it's a good idea. I would still be happy with a game – Resident Outbreak file or Resident Evil Outbreak file number three. Yeah. If they came out with one that style, you know, even just as an offshoot, because the games, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about how they've gotten bigger. Yeah. More epic, more actiony, whatever. The idea to go back to, and maybe even in an episodic nature, to go back to these Outbreak style games, and say, all right, these adventures are going to be two hours each. And you're going to play As with a group people. of t- two to four people. You know, each one's going to have their own little abilities. And you're really going to have to co-op your way through them. I, I think I would love that, personally. Yeah, I mean... I thought they were great at the time. It was still it's still kind of a classic... Uh, slow. I, I'm pretty sure they were still tank-controlled. Yeah. 
I can't even remember it to be honest with you. And there was, I think, five different little scenarios. Yeah, there was different characters. One of them was a reporter. I think one of them was a Raccoon City police officer. Yeah. One of them was like, uh, the, the, I think, a security guard or something like that. Yep. I, I can't really remember, but um. I enjoyed the hell out of the first one. I didn't play much of the second one. Could but... you play them offline? Uh, I, th- I believe so. Yeah. But yeah, those were definitely, I think they were kind of ahead of their time, to be honest with you. I mean, it was, you know, you had to play cooperatively, and if one of them died, they turned into a zombie. You had to shoot them, and that's very interesting. It it sounds almost like a Demon Souls or a Dark Souls thing, as far as the co-op is concerned. Yeah, that's another game that I was waiting for for so long before it came out. And, uh, you know, I, I was sad that you couldn't really talk to the people, so... Sometimes if I would play with people who were just way better, they knew exactly where to go. But the first time I'm just like stumbling through and they're gone and there's no way for them just to say, come on, just come over here. It's just these three or four canned voice commands that are really incredibly useless and might as well not have even been in the game. Yeah. But there's so much potential there. And and what is there I think is very good. Those scenarios were fun. There was quite a bit of variety in them. Uh, sad that they never made it very far. <laughs> yeah. The um, but I have to mention that because this is my favorite Resident Evil. Period. Is a uh, Resident Evil One the remake for the GameCube? Mm-hmm. That game was amazing, in my opinion. That game was. Possibly one of the best-looking GameCube games. Um, to this day, I think I can still go back and play that, and you could probably say it looks like an early PS3 or 360 game. That's a pretty bold claim. I'm, I'll say it right now, and if anybody disagrees with me, feel free to let me know. Because Gears of War 1 was an early <laughs> 360 game. But this is true, and if you go back and look at Gears of War 1 right now, it looks kind of rough, <laughs> but um. When was the last time you played through this remake? Resident Evil remake? Yeah. Oh man, it's probably. Are been... we talking? It looks really good in your in nostalgia or? No, I'm thinking, in like Earth terms. I'm 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 talking Earth terms. I, re- I I seriously do. I mean, if you the lighting effects were really good. Um, the character models look decent for its time. I mean, it was it it, it it's 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 got to be the best looking graphically for the GameCube. Has to be. I just, well, it's not better than Resident Evil Four, though, right? I think it looks better than Resident Evil Four. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then, of course, you well, if you want to talk about Resident Evil Four. Well, first, let me. I do want to talk about remake a little bit because, man, that game changed so many things about Resident Evil One. Because I had Resident Evil One memorized, you know, I still have it memorized. And when I started playing remake, I was I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, this there's supposed to be a door here, or <laughs> why is there a door here? Why is there a full-on courtyard and a graveyard? <laughs> you know. And they introduced this 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 character that followed you around constantly, and 
you couldn't kill her and you had to run away from her and at that game that game freaked me the hell out it also introduced crimson heads which still scare me someday i'll have to play this version you've never played remake i have not wow this is a must this is this is, has to be done for phoenix now at the time i was a gamer scorned i was enraged after the announcement that re4 was only coming to the gamecube uh-huh and i only had a ps2 at the time and 2002 was my college days i didn't i didn't play very many video games in college i really only played a couple of competitive ones that we would play in our dorm room yeah Safety. but I, I i didn't play many video games in college that was my dead dead period that was my dead period too unfortunately you're a little bit older than me so 2002 i would have been a junior so my high school career was full of video games uh yeah my my whole life up to uh, my dead zone probably started around 11th grade when i was a junior yeah no, nah, mine mine didn't start till I you know hit college. So, two thousand four, two thousand five. Like I completely missed Metal Gear Solid three. I didn't play it when it first came out. Oh, yeah, love that. I came I came back to that about two years after it came out. Because like I went into a GameStop and I looked. I said Metal Gear Solid three. Wait, they made a third one. <laughs> I remember saying that to a friend of mine, and he was like, "Yeah, it's been out for like a year now." I'm like, "I'm buying that." Yeah, you my know, single favorite game ever. It is one of the best. It is. But um, yeah, but remake. If yeah, you you are definitely missing out. It's what it's the last of the tank control games. Um, but it's modernized a little bit. Uh, you still tank controls. You still aim up, down, and forward. Um, but there's, they added so many things to it. Like if you ever did get grabbed by a zombie, you could have like a side uh, weapon. So if a zombie did grab a hold of you, you could use up the weapon. So you'd stab it in the head with like a knife or you could use like a taser and shock it to death kind of thing. <laughs> but you couldn't use that weapon anymore. You had to find a new one. So And they, they, they definitely uh, upped a lot of stuff. They added like a whole level like seriously like i had the first game memorized i could not figure out how to where to go in this game it was it was like a whole new game to me hmm. yeah I, I i would love to play it at some point but um now then, that i'm over my my gamecube hate yeah <laughs> then um resident evil zero uh it was in the same vein as remake um, it had co-op, kinda. Um, you played alone. Uh, obviously Resident Evil Zero takes place before Resident Evil 1. It's basically how Rebecca Chambers got into the mansion. Mm. Um, uh, and you play as her and a convict that they were escorting, uh, off of a train, I believe. A lot of it takes place at, at like, in the train, um, I don't think I ever finished that game. Mainly because I played it like it, you you alternated between playing as Rebecca and playing as the other guy, the convict, 
and the other person that you weren't controlling would still be vulnerable and they wouldn't do shit. So it, it kind of got on my nerves. Um, so I, I, that's that's the one Resident Evil game that I I don't think I ever owned it. I did rent it, but it's the one Resident Evil game that I've I've played but never finished. Besides Outbreak, yeah. Um, and then of course the 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 long wait after a remake. Um, which, but basically, the long wait after Code Veronica was, for many people mm-hmm. was um, Resident Evil Four, and this is where everything started to change. Yep. Critics critics claim that this is one of the best games that's ever been made. Um, I will agree that this is one of the best Resident Evils that's ever been made, but. For different reasons, you know. Um, the the thing that got me the most was they're not zombies anymore. Yeah, that's that's where the divergence comes in. It's a great game. The shooting worked really well for the time. Everything technically about the game is fine, but it didn't feel like Resident Evil. No, um, it just it felt more like I've always said. The newer Resident Evils are more frantic, yeah, than they are scary. You know, and and the survivalistic part of it, just yeah, it, it, it didn't it, it went away. From four on, they're not spooky. They're not atmospheric and creepy. They're just you might be scared that you're going to die, but I mean, the, the Resident Evil kind of scared. Yeah, Resident Evil Four did do some great things. Um, they you know they they played on music a lot. Um, yeah. Those fucking chainsaw dudes. When you heard a chainsaw revving up, you got fucking like, oh fucking shit, you know. And those guys took forever to kill, you uh-huh. know. And so it, it was, it was actually really good. But at this point, this is also when the story kind of took a nosedive for me, a little bit, mm-hmm. due to the fact that Leon is now working for some kind of anti-terrorism group. And he is tasked with one of the most cliche fucking missions I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you have to rescue the president's daughter. You have to rescue the president's daughter. And we're going to send you into this country by yourself. Yeah, and two other cops. Yeah. And they die within the first ten minutes of the game. Yeah. I just I, – it, I was like, where are they going with this? You know. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, there's no progression to get to this point. It's just Resident Evil is far in the rearview mirror, and now here's a completely different type of Resident Evil. Yeah. But um. It didn't even evolve into this. It just changed immediately into this. Yeah. Which have you ever seen the original Resident Evil Four? I guess no. Okay, there is footage. Of a prototype Resident Evil 4. And it was completed. Apparently it was pretty much completed. That had tank controls. Um, You played as Leon. And this story was apparently. Leon got infected with one of the viruses. And during random times. While you were playing the game. He would hallucinate. (laughs) 
during these hallucinations, he would see things that obviously weren't there. And uh, if he died in the hallucinations, he would die in real life. Hmm. It was very interesting, and it was it was strange because they had they had the tank controls, and you could tell you could see while the person was playing that he played with tank controls, you know, aim up, down, and stuff like that. But they also had behind the back controls as well, like when he aimed. The, the whole Resident, the actual Resident Evil Four controls, it had that right. too. So it was two different types of aiming about it, and the game looked creepy. Like that was the thing about it. They, the game looked scary. Was it still the same setting, or was it? I I, I can't tell. He was inside of uh, a okay. he was inside of a building. It looked like an old mansion. Hmm. Um, but there was it, it, a lot of creepy stuff happened in that little demo that I watched. Um, what ended up happening with that uh, little version right there, um, that game turned into Devil May Cry. They used many of the assets from that. Oh, that I did hear. Yeah, from that prototype. Um, and they used many of the assets and a lot of the gameplay features of that prototype and created Devil May Cry. Yeah. But it, that that footage right there is very very interesting. Um, I would prefer to have seen that rather than Resident Evil Four that we got. Now don't get me wrong, I love Resident Evil Four. I think it's a great game, but that game to me looked more interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'll find that footage and send it to you so you can watch it after this. But yeah, that that was very interesting. Um, and that that was the time when everything Capcom did for me was gold. In the late PS1, PS2, early PS2 era. Yeah. I love Dino Crisis. I love Devil May Cry. Uh, just everything they did was amazing at the time. To me. Yeah. And then, then it changed. So so what what I mean what did you think of Resident Evil Four? Uh, pretty much, you know, the same as I feel about five and basically six too i think they're all good games they're just not good resident evil games i i enjoyed the hell out of resident evil 4 when i finally got to play it on the ps2 uh i never played the original gamecube version but it felt great to me on the ps2 felt very natural yeah and uh i loved it i played through it a couple times now it's a very solid game it's it's up there Somewhere at the top of my list, not at the top, but um, you know, I just I, I I could never emotionally get over the loss of zombies and the lost plagas were not a good replacement in my mind. Although, you know, the boss battles were fun. The the structure of the game was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I will mention the the light gun games. Uh, there was a dead aim was one of them. Um, I never played it. Yeah, I never played any of the PS1. Were there just one or two on the PS1? I thought there were two. I might I be think wrong. There's two. there's two on the Wii, right? There's two on the Wii, and I've actually played both those. Okay. I never I think played there was also both. two on the PS1. Well, I remember they, they made a the Resident Evil light gun game, but they also made a Dino Crisis light gun game. Oh, okay. Now, I may be getting those two mixed up. I'm not too sure. Um... 
but the light gun games, Umbrella Chronicles and the uh, Dark Side Chronicles, actually add a little bit more to the story. Um, it shows basically how Leon got to where he was from Resident Evil 2 to Resident Evil 4. Mm. Um, how he met Krauser and how they were partners at one time. and It, it was interesting. Um, granted, it was a light gun game. I, I'm I am legitimately still excited to play through those two games on PS3. Yeah, now that they've released them, they've got the move support. Yeah. It, as soon as I have some time, I will be playing through those two, and I am really looking forward to them. Yeah, they're they're decent. I mean, you know, they're just light gun games, but I mean, they're okay for what they are. Yeah, I don't need much out of them. No. Just a fun little romp. Uh, a lot easier with two people. I'll put it that way. Hmm. Some some of the some of those bosses were very difficult, but um. After that, uh, Resident Evil Five, you know, the big announcement for Resident Evil Five, and uh, I followed it. You know, when they first showed off that first trailer, and they showed Chris, and I'm like, man, I haven't seen Chris in a long time. I haven't seen and his Chris. biceps were just bulging. Yeah, his, his his he he was a muscle with a head on top of it. <laughs> um, that dude was huge. Um, he's toned down a little bit in six. He, he is toned down. Uh, he's getting old. He's drinking so much. Yeah, he's he's getting old and um, drinking and all sorts of crap. But um, Resident Evil Five. I mean, I was on board. You know, I like I, it was sure Resident Evil Four wasn't. Wasn't what I what I wanted it to be, but it was still a great game, and I was really hyped for Resident Evil Five. Um, and I played it originally on the 360. Uh, me and a, a buddy of mine that I knew uh, played it on the 360, played all the way through, and I don't know really how I felt about it. Oh, I'm trying to remember, but I, I think I was kind of indifferent about it. it. It was okay. Yeah, that's where I was on it too. I played through it solo the first time. Yeah, see, I I, play, I I played religiously co-op with the guy, you know. Um, but uh, this year, when me and you went back and, and played through it again, I have a newfound respect for Resident Evil 5. I think, um, I, I think it's, it's better than what a lot of people out there, you know, bash it. Because, you know, it's always not Resident Evil, but that game is tense as shit. Yeah. Yeah, that game, there was plenty of times while we were playing through it where we were like, oh, fuck, you know. Yeah, a lot of my first impression of the game was, man, this is even less Resident Evil than Resident Evil 4 was. I'm like, I can see the trajectory, and it's getting farther away from what I want a Resident Evil game to be. But playing through it the second time, I don't know if maybe just my expectations were more in check. But I'm like, all right, I already know what I'm getting out of this, and it was a lot more fun playing it co-op. A, a lot of a lot of the issues with the, my first playthrough had to do with the crappy AI. Yeah. So with that not being in the game, and you know, with not being quite as confused about where to go because I'd already played through it once, and focusing more on the fights and the tension of the fights, uh, yeah, I, I had a lot more fun with it. I have a lot of respect. A lot more respect for it, and I really, actually, we didn't play these, but the the DLC for it. Yeah. 
I really like how they did those two DLCs as one is more is really survival horror and the other one is more actiony. Yeah. So they they're kind of like polar opposites but they they form a nice set of brackets to give you the full experience. Yeah, I, I played them both on the 360. <laughs> uh, with my buddy whenever they came out. Uh you know, I picked up the gold edition for fucking like I think 19 bucks, you know, kind of thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, that and that's then I and I, I sat on it for like a year and then finally I I convinced you to play it with me. Um but yeah, that, I mean Resident Evil 5 I'd go as far as to say I like Resident Evil 5 more than 4. To be honest with you. Yeah, in my mind, they're... I don't know. It, it's tough. I'd have to play through 4 again, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got the HD version. Yeah. And, and it, it does look it does look better. Oh, yeah? That, that one holds up more than Code Veronica. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they... I, Resident Evil 5, it just, I mean, it, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because it was the co-op involved. Um, it, at that point, it became an epic Michael Bay movie. Yeah, that, that's the one that really solidified it. Yeah, that, that's when we've got infected people shooting at us kind of deal, yeah. you know. Um, they still had the whole, but they they still had the stop and pop kind of thing. You couldn't you couldn't run and shoot at the same time, and that was the whole. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why Resident Evil Four and Resident Evil Five got bashed a little bit more was because well they're going third person shooter, but we can't walk and shoot at the same time. Why are they doing this? You know. Um. And of course, they they had a couple other ones. You know, they had the mercenaries uh, on uh, 3DS, and they also had Resident Evil Revelations on the 3DS, which I own that game. I haven't finished it. Um, I played a demo, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it tries to go back to the old survival horror stuff, but they add so many fucking gimmicks to it that it just it's 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 I don't know. It bogs me down. I'm I'm sure I will finish it eventually. I've got probably about halfway through it, but it, it has absolutely no bearing on my on the story of Resident Evil to me. It's, it has characters that I have no idea who they are and don't really care about. Oh, I gotcha. Um, it's kind of like a throwaway to me. I mean, it's good, but I mean, it's just a throwaway as far as the story concerned for Resident Evil. Which, of course, there are a lot of people out there that argue that the story's crap in that game. So. It's out there, but <laughs> it, it definitely is out there. It it, it went from we have a, a zombie outbreak to now um, their counterterrorism people. That's what I've never understood about the, the Resident Evil series is that Leon Kennedy was a fucking beat cop. It was his first day on the job, yeah, and a zo- first day ever, <laughs> and a zombie outbreak happened. If I was Leon. After I survived that, I would head for the hills and hold on to my balls and never, like, go anywhere ever again. But yet this guy becomes, like, the ultimate badass uh, zombie fighter and wants to, go like, go all these different exotic locations and, and stop outbreaks from happening. Same with Chris. I'm yeah. like, you know, I understand Chris because he was, like, a SWAT team member. You know, he was with stars, but... Fucking Leon was just a beat cop. 
You know, I mean, sometimes you got to rise to the occasion. Yeah, that uh, that warrior's heart. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I think they're just. To be honest with you, I think they're kind of grasping at straws now. Yeah. Especially with Resident Evil Six. I yeah, mean, I, I want to see what the other half of six is, is like, though, because it's. It seems to me that with four, they pretty much ditched everything that had to do with Resident Evil that had been established. Yeah, except except I've that, survived a zombie outbreak one time. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like you know, maybe not five, but it seems like six is kind of working to integrate everything a little bit. Yeah, they're trying to flesh it out. Uh, and especially- it, part of that again is my complete media blackout on six so i don't know much about about its place in the resident evil universe yeah but my impression was that one of them was more old school and one of the campaigns was more like five yeah and so so far we've played the one more like five right so if if this other one can kind of close the circle a little bit and bring everything together I think there's still hope for the series to go forward without just getting farther and farther away from anything resembling what I want. Uh-huh. Because, you know, for a while, four into five into whatever six was going to be, I wasn't done with it because, I, you know, like I said, four and five I think are both good games. They're both enjoyed by me. But I didn't ever think that I would have a connection to them again. And I still don't know that I will, but if six can somehow integrate <laughs> the original trilogy with the new trilogy, you know, maybe, maybe there's hope for my loving it again someday. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's too, too, we're, we're too far out to to judge Resident Evil Six. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even know what what the whole package encapsulates yet. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, I mean, it's safe to say we've already played through all of Chris's campaign, and that was definitely. Very actiony, and from what the reviews and what I've been told, that is the most actiony version or actually campaign. Uh, so I mean, I, I you know I, I can't really judge. Um, I think it's it's a decent game. I, th- I to me, I think Resident Evil Five is a better game so far. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this idea of multiple campaigns, kind of with different ideologies? stems at all from the DLC from Resident Evil 5? It could be. Because um, I, I reviewed those two pieces of DLC uh, on Resident Evil 5, and they, in my mind, are exactly what these two campaigns are supposed to be. There's the action one and the horror one. Right. Um, it, it, it definitely could be. I will say this, though. Because I played... Operation Raccoon City, I can tell that they have tried to incorporate a good amount of Operation Raccoon City into that. Into uh, in six. R- R- 6, yeah. Because it, it feels and plays a good amount like that game. Interesting. Um, and I like Operation Raccoon City. I really like Operation Raccoon City. That I mean, me and Ken have played through that multiple times together, 
and it, it I like I really enjoyed it. You know, it was it was good to have a different perspective. We went back to Resident Evil Two, and I didn't mind it. Um, that's, that's the only place I want to be. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was actually really good. I mean, yeah, it's totally an action game, and you have a lot of dudes shooting at you. But they're not zombies, and they have zombies in the game, and they act like zombies. You know, I think they 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 did a good job of trying to to convey Resident Evil Two. I mean, don't get me wrong; there's a lot of firefights and and a lot of explosions and things like that. But I mean, you're playing as Umbrella. You know, you're playing as the bad guys, basically. Yeah. And um. You know, they have two different endings. One of them's a what if story, while the other one could possibly be canon, um, but probably not. Uh, but it's actually, I really enjoyed that game, and I, I suggest you play it, Matt. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I've I've got actually a group of friends, and we were all gonna get it day one, but those reviews just kind of scared a couple of us off, so. We've decided to hold out until we can all get it together once the price drops a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I will definitely play it with you, and I'm sure Ken is always up for playing it again. We both love that game. Nice. Yeah, I, I still want to play it. I I played it at PAX, and it there was nothing immediately horribly off-putting to me. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm not averse to playing it. I just want to wait till I have people who are ready to play through it with me. Yeah. That's that's that we we can definitely do that. Um, I I really do enjoy the game. I do have it on 360 though, so that may be your first 360 game in a year and a half. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to imagine. Is, is there anything like any other games that you want to talk about? I mean, anything you want to delve into a little bit deeper? Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. that's most of them. the The ones that I have missed, I still plan on going back to play. Yeah, there are a number of them that I have. The a lot of the spinoffs I haven't played. Uh, any any of the Wii games or GameCube games I haven't played. Those are all on my list to play eventually. Yeah, we we may need to put remake on the um priority list oh yeah because that that game you need to play that game if you're a resident evil fan this is definitely a game you need to play well i'm in yeah we 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 can definitely do that i mean i mean it doesn't have to be right now but we i mean we need to play that game i mean that's that that is by far my favorite resident evil game ever made Oof. To this day, I mean, yeah, it's, it still is. I mean, as much nostalgia as I have for the the first three games, I I, I still love remake. That game <laughs> that game scares the crap out of me. Like, do you know anything about Crimson Heads? Nope. Okay, so they incorporated this thing, this system in Resident Evil Remake, called Crimson Heads. Basically, when you kill a zombie. Uh, you have to either, hopefully, you hopefully if you shoot it, you it destroy its brain like it, it like it explode its head, and it falls over dead and it never gets back up. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do that, you can carry around and use up one of your item slots to carry around a lighter 
and some uh, kerosene, I believe. And you can set the body on fire. That will also guarantee that the zombie will not come back. But if you shoot a zombie, you know, with the tank controls and they just fall over and they don't get back up and you leave the room, whenever you come back to that room, that zombie will get back up as a crimson head. Basically, they explain it when you kill the zombie, all the blood rushes to its brain. And that's why its head turns red. And, <laughs> it, and it makes the zombie frenzied. This zombie is no longer a uh, slow coming at you zombie. This zombie is fucking hauling ass at you <laughs> and it grabs you and like just tears you apart they kind of mutate too like they'll have like claws come out of them and it, it crimson heads scared the shit out of me because you can you can hear them like it, like you leave the room and you come back you hear they get up and you you hear it just fucking hauling ass at you. You don't know where it's at because they still have the static cameras. Yeah, yeah. I so love the static cameras. So I mean, it's, that it would fucking creep me out. And so, huh. like, and like, even Operation Raccoon City has the crimson heads. You you need to make sure to get them in the head. If you shoot them until they fall over, they'll get back up and come as crimson heads. <laughs> and they're fucking dangerous. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So the crimson heads are definitely. Uh, and a new addition that is fucking creepy. But, um, yeah, remake, you gotta play that game. There's yeah. there's no doubts about it now. I can't believe you haven't. Yeah, I mean, I, I really never had a GameCube. If they had released it on the PS2, I would have... It's, it's on the Wii, too. Yeah, I never had a Wii, either. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had it on both systems, and now I don't have it anymore, because I don't have either system, which kind of sucks, but... I'm sure I could find a copy of it somewhere. Yeah. For me, it's it's been a constant descending order as far as my favorites. You know, the original was my favorite. It was one of the most important games to me of that generation and probably of since I've been playing games. And the drop-off wasn't very dramatic at, at first, but I would say that I like two slightly less than one. I like three slightly less than two. Yeah, I, st- I still like all the all the early ones, and as a series, I still like it. I still enjoy it. I just don't. I'm not as connected to the new ones emotionally. Um, I mean, that's just unfortunately that's what happened. Which nostalgia is a big factor in it, you know. Metal Gear Solid One is. Still gonna be my favorite of all of them, but I'm, it doesn't hold up. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah, I still enjoy it, but it's rough. Yeah, I mean, I can still play that game, and I like 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 Resident Evil One. I have it memorized, but it you know it it's it's kind of rough. Uh, do, do you want to talk about the movies? Well, I was just gonna ask you if you were if you had any quick thoughts on the movies. I think the movies are. Ridiculous popcorn films that I will watch when they come out, but I will not associate them with Resident Evil. Yeah, I feel the same way. So it was around the early 2000s when I was excited because all these video game movies were coming out. Yeah, which, you know, fun little fact, I even have it on my Resident Evil 2 case. 
Um, the the original Resident Evil Two on on the on the case it says you can win a walk in roll on the Resident Evil movie, and this was back in two, 1998. Wow. Yeah. So they were gonna make a movie back then, and we didn't get the movie till 2002. I have a copy of the book Ender's Game uh-huh. from about four years ago. That's a soon to be a major motion picture, <laughs> <laughs> and I still I still think it's in slowly somewhere in production. But who knows? It could be five more years before the movie comes out. Well. But uh, at, at that time, early 2000s, I was super excited. There's all these video game movies. But then as I started watching them, every single one of them disappointed me. And it came down to the two directors. And I felt that... I don't know how you pronounce his name. U- Uwe Boll? Yeah. Took series that I moderately cared about. And made absolutely abysmal movies. House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, Blood Rain, Dungeon Siege. These weren't my favorite franchises, but the movies were so bad that I was like, what this? what is this? Far Cry. He did Far Cry. Yeah. <laughs> but then on the other hand, I, you have Paul W.S. Anderson, who took some of my favorite things in the world, Resident Evil and Alien vs. Predator, and didn't make absolute garbage, but just made like mediocre movies. So I could never decide which director I hated more. The one who can make okay movies, but ruin all the things that I wanted, or the one that made terrible movies out of things that I only moderately cared about. Yeah. But <sighs> over time, I, I've i cut the Resident Evil movies some slack. I, I don't really associate them with the games anymore, but... I don't think they're terrible movies. I think they're not great movies. Not maybe not even good movies. They're just filled with schlock. Yeah, they're they're enjoyable though. I I don't feel like I wasted my time with them as much as I did watching House of the Dead. Fucking House of the Dead was fucking horrible, dude. Are you kidding me? That was also one of the early D- DVDs I bought, so I was disappointed because I watched that movie like six times. And I hated <laughs> it. I hated it every time. <laughs> Uh, he spliced in footage of the game. Yep. <laughs> Fucking stupid. But anyway. I'm pretty sure I only watched that movie for the first like 15 minutes anyways. <laughs> the um but yeah, the the, the movies I, I I never understood why they just didn't go with the game like go with the game. Yeah, I yeah. I never understood that either. That, that's why I hated the first one so much. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? This is not Resident Evil. You didn't even give it a lame subtitle so that I would know it wasn't Resident Evil. You're just call- calling it Resident Evil. Yeah. So what am I supposed to expect? But, I don't know. They are what they are. I'll still watch them. Uh, yeah, of course I'll watch them. I mean, at least they have a decent budget nowadays. Yeah. It says on here they're the only video game movies to increase the revenue with every single release. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, people keep watching them, I guess. <laughs> I, can't. I, I can't hate him too much, Paul Anderson, because he did make Event Horizon and Mortal Kombat. And those were, those were both good movies. Mortal Kombat was... Mortal Kombat is really the only good video game movie out there. 
Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because he stuck with the fucking story of the of, of the game. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it was about a fucking fighting tournament. You know? I fucking love Street Fighter, the movie, but that's for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... Okay, I have to explain this. It's going to make me look really bad. Three, four, no, four summers ago, my old roommate, I think we watched that movie over the summer at least 30 times. Oh, nice. Yeah. We watched it like every other day. I have that movie memorized. <laughs> oh, that movie's horrible. He had like the, the edited version too. Like the Euro- It was like a European version because they didn't let it. Like when Gal like pumped up his arm, it didn't show the American flag. Hmm. And I'm like, why didn't they show that? And so I was like, it must be like a European version or some shit. So I don't know Europe hated us that much. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean that's pretty much. I mean, they they made books too. I think I've never read any of them. Yeah, I I'm a pretty big fan of video game based books, but I have not read any of those either. Yeah. So, I mean, they they've made what two Resident Evil CG movies? Yeah, two they, of them. They had Degeneration. Yep. And what and was it, the other one? Damnation is the Damn. one that came out this year. Uh, I saw the first one, but I haven't seen the new one yet. Yeah, Degeneration. I watched it with my old roommate, and um, I think I possibly may have fell asleep during it because <laughs> it was fucking boring. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I thought maybe it could fix all the problems of the live action ones. But no. 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 I can't make sense to those live action ones. Yeah. I don't even want to try. I've also got a couple of Resident Evil comic books somewhere. Ah, uh, yes. They did make a comic book series. I mean, this is a huge franchise. I mean, it's, you know... Hell, they've spawned five fucking movies. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's a franchise that practically everybody knows next to Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it you know, and especially now that zombies are like a the thing. Yeah, this is the original zombie game, right? Pretty much. And I mean, it's it's one of the very first survival horror games, as far as I can remember. I know I, I, every time I see a documentary or read an article about survival horror games, the first one they always mention is Sweet Home. Sweet Home. Yeah, an NES game. Hmm. Uh, basically, like a haunted house kind of thing. But um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that pretty much covers Resident Evil for me. We just, I mean, you know, just, fuck it, I don't know what we're, we're just shooting the shit, basically, talking about Resident <laughs> Evil. I mean, I, I used to know a lot about Resident Evil, and, like, I could tell you dates and shit like that, and, and not anymore, though. Yeah. Unsure what the future holds for this franchise. Well, you know, they claimed that Resident Evil 6 was, or Resident, the next Resident Evil after 5 was supposed to be a remake or a reboot. And that didn't happen. Don't really know why. And I have a feeling the next one's going to be a reboot, especially after the yeah. critical the, the critical response to Resident Evil Six is not very good. And I mean, it, 
I don't think it's a. I, I don't think it's as bad as the the consensus reviews are. Yeah, but it's it, got problems. it has to be seen as a letdown. Oh, it most definitely is. I mean this this game has some fucking production value. I mean this game, it looks fucking beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it, and and I'll say to this game, the lighting in particular, I I it often. I, astounds me yeah it's so good it's so atmospheric and it's one of those things that that can make or break this type of game for me yeah i just resident Evil 6 for me it's a solid seven i think it it, it has some clunky parts to it i mean truth be told we're talking about a video game and the first the first thing that i care about in a video game is is it fun to play the story could be complete crap. The graphics can be complete crap. But if it's fun to play, then I like the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it it sometimes becomes a chore to play, particularly whenever the game fights you. You know, it has these fucking constantly changing camera angles, and it, you get a cutscene, and then when you, when you cut back to that cutscene, and you have to hurry right after that cutscene, and they don't aim you where you need to go. It's it, it like it it fucks you up. Yeah. You know, and sometimes the hit detection is a little off, and monsters have the upper hand whenever you're trying to pick up a guy. You know, it's and they don't explain any fucking thing in this game. Yeah, after you sent me that list of possible moves and and shortcuts and stuff. Yeah, insane. I didn't know any of that stuff was in here. No, because there is no instruction manual to this game at all. It took me like five minutes to figure out how to get into cover, but <laughs> that may have just been me. I like I, I could I couldn't believe the 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 fact that Capcom, I mean, Capcom itself is a is a totally is a sore subject for me, but Capcom used to be fantastic. Yeah. You know, as a video game company, as as a, a company that cares about their customers, they used to be fantastic. You know, they, it, it, hell, even Super Street Fighter Four. You go look at that. That has it has a full colored, you know, fifty page manual. You know, it, it's fleshed out everything like that. And we go and two years later, we cut to Resident Evil Six that has nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, I almost don't even care. But they stick a piece of paper in there that means nothing, and they don't even. Make it look like an instruction manual. Like I open it up and the first thing I see is this garbage in there. And I'm like, well, this packaging is essentially useless. And I didn't necessarily ever want to go completely digital. But my incentive to not go digital is shrinking. Yeah. Like I can never pull this down off of a shelf and flip through the manual to, to remind myself what the game is like. Yeah, I, I can never do that because there's nothing in there at all. So it's just a disc. I think they, the Capcom has, has has made some some business choices that I don't think are very wise um, as far as a business standpoint, as far as especially as a customer service standpoint. I you know I just I got a little too greedy for me. Uh, you know I, I'll I'll still buy a Resident Evil game if they ever release one. I mean, 
Capcom. I grew up with Capcom. Yeah. You know, I was fucking seven years old at an arcade playing Street Fighter Two. Now, I mean, I've, I've I've been with them from the beginning, but I just yeah, they kind of screw you over. You know, this whole especially with the fighting game community, they've you know, they release a new fighting game the same year the old fighting game came out. You know, and expect people to pay for it. Yeah, that that was weird. That was very bad. I mean. They're still trying to keep the quality up on their their actual games like Resident Evil and stuff like that, but yeah, there's no shortage of funding going into this game. That's absolutely sure. not. I mean, they've whether they have like I think they had over fifty or sixty people working on this game around the clock. Yeah. So I mean, for two on years, one hand, you almost don't even. Is it Capcom's fault or is it the director's fault? I don't even know who to who to blame for the problems that are in the game. I really think Capcom was trying to be way too ambitious with this game. Yeah. You know, they 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 I think they listened to the fans a little bit too much, or listened to the to the backlash of Resident Evil Five, and decided, you know what, let's just go ahead and make it. You can you can run and shoot at the same time, uh, and and unfortunately they don't really know how to develop that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean that that that's the truth. I mean. It, I, if you can tell me, name me a good Japanese first-person or third-person shooter, or first-person shooter <laughs> for that matter. Right. I mean, you know, it's it, like unfortunately that is a Western thing that they're good at. Now, I mean, I'm not, I'm not challenging the integrity of of Japanese developers. I'm sure that they can make fantastic games. Hell, some of my favorite video games in the world are are Japanese games. But I think that, I, you know, I don't know. It, I think they tried too many things with this game and it just kind of fell short. Yeah. So it's weird to me also because one of the stances that I want to take on this game is that I will support an ambitious but flawed game over a way too conservative rehash. So I want to say, yes, there are problems, but it's the ambition is enough for me. And I, I love that they are trying to do new things. Yeah. But I, I just don't know if it's balanced out enough in, in Resident Evil 6. Yeah. In, in Nier, I would say it it is. But then the investment both emotionally and monetarily in the game was so much lower that, you know, I, I was able to appreciate the good things about it. It had some quirks to it, but all in all, it was a fun game and, you know, I didn't invest that much in it, so I, I had a good time. But when the expectations and the budget are so high in Resident Evil, it becomes harder to overlook those flaws. Even if still the ambition, I I would laud that ambition, but yeah. it's not enough to make up for, for some of the problems. Or it's I don't know that it's not enough to make up for it, but it just it makes those flaws more glaring, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we we still I can't say much because we haven't even finished this game yet, and you know it could totally turn around with us. Yeah, uh, with Leon's campaign. So in either direction. <laughs> yeah, because I'm still somewhere in the middle on it. It could tank after the next campaign, or it could solidify my feeling that it's not too bad. Yeah, I, I really don't know what to expect out of the rest of it. Who do you want to do next? You want to do Leon's, or you want to do Jake's? You want to save Leon's for last? If that's the intended high note in my book, yeah, I'd like to save that for last. Okay, that's fine. Because I, I, from what I understand, Jake's is a little actiony too. 
Okay, yeah, I'd like to save Leon's for, for last. Okay. That's kind of why I wanted to do Chris's first. Yeah. To segue from five and also because I imagine that would be the more action-y one. Yeah. But, well, ooh, I say we end our little discussion on Resident Evil. Um, mainly because there's there's one thing that I would like to uh, mention and to read out. We actually got a very, very nice email uh, from a, a fellow named Jay. I believe that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> how is uh, it spelled? If it's pronounced Jay, it doesn't sound like it would be... It's J-A-E. Oh, yeah. I would guess Jay. Um, he sent us an email regarding... Um, Two weeks ago, whenever we uh, we had um, near the final episode of near, and um, if you send us an email or if you send us an iTunes review, uh, I'm going to read it because I do appreciate any feedback that you guys give us. Um, he also suggested a game for us. Give me one second. Uh, let's see here. Bad airtime. <laughs> do 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Um, uh, one tiny tidbit. Back to Resident Evil. The weirdest Resident Evil game I have, I got from JK. Okay. It was Knives Country uh-huh. on uh, Twitter. And at one point, I don't know, he must have, must have been having a a good day or something, but he gave me his game.com system, which is this really weird black and white touchscreen handheld, super low res. The only game that he had for it was Resident Evil 2. And it is a terrible, terrible game, terrible version, but it's interesting to see that it has made that kind of transition. Because, you know, as Resident Evil of the series was getting bigger, they started to port it to everything. Uh, but it's really strange to see this weird old 2D black and white Resident Evil 2 version. Very strange. Yeah, but... um, well, anyway, I got the... Uh, thanks you for wasting the time. I, uh, <laughs> I found it. Um, so, uh, just... Uh... Read it out here. I happened upon your podcast through N4G, and I caught my eye because you mentioned Nier, which I consider to be one of the top contenders in the most underrated games category. Having just finished listening to the latest episode of Phoenix Down, I'm glad to hear you guys enjoyed the game, and while I'm disappointed that none of you were able to make it to the last ending, the one that had you voluntarily erase your save file, I'd like to point out the significance of that ending. Uh, there is a strong disconnect between in-game consequence and what happens to you in real life for your actions you took in a video game. Rightfully so, because you wouldn't want to go to jail for driving over a bunch of pedestrians in Steelport, <laughs> I like the the, uh, the Saints Row reference, or feel pain in your face because you got Shoryuken by Ryu. Okay, maybe you would. I don't know you. I would love to get Shoryuken by Ryu. Um, however... Right. <laughs> Because of that, it makes very difficult to make you care for any choice or action that you would take in a game. If you, if the choice uh, you make is irrelevant or just a load file away from being undone, why should you care at all? It's in here that immersion becomes crucial, 
when you feel as though you're in the shoes of the character you're playing and feel the need to make the right choice in that position. Uh, your place, but even that goes so far while I'm, I'm butchering this, peel away that delicate layer of illusion and you will be back where you started. Near is a game that actually managed to connect an in-game consequence with another tide in reality, all within the confines its narrative and story. It dares you to erase your own existence, your stamp in the world you've invested the time and effort to know, one filled with things you've collected, placed, and you've explored, and characters you've met, who you might have grown fond of over your journey together, and ask you to throw it all away for a miracle that would otherwise be impossible. No other narrative-driven game that I am aware of has dared to attempt to cross the chasm between in-game and real-life consequences in such a reckless fashion that I can't help but applaud their efforts when, uh, when in the end, if they manage to have you feel something real in your gut about a choice you made in a video game, I think you have something really special there. I just wish that the ending was more accessible, like from Playthrough 2, without the weapon requirements. Uh, so more people could have experienced it, but its ex is existence and my memory of going through it in that moment will stay with me for a very long time. And lastly, I'd like to suggest you guys check out Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter for the PlayStation 2. Uh, it's another one of those games not many people have played, but it is quite unique in a myriad of ways. I'd go into the more details about what game, what makes the game really interesting and whatnot, but I'd rather let you guys find out for yourselves since that's the beauty of the podcast, like Phoenix Down. I will say one thing, though, on the chance you guys do choose to play that game. Dying and starting over is an essential part of the game, and you should not shy away from it. Keep the podcast going strong, Jay. Jay, I want to personally thank you for that email. That was a very, yeah. very nice email. And we Excellent love, email. We love to get those. And you sound very, very well-versed. I wish I could talk like you. <laughs> <laughs> I like your big words. Yeah, your words impress me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I definitely appreciate that. And we will be playing that game. I can guarantee it. Um, anytime somebody suggests a game... We'll more than likely play it just to, mm -hmm. just because because you guys actually care and we, we're doing this for you guys we're doing it for us but we're doing it for you guys too and especially if you enjoy us uh, you know I really do appreciate it uh, thanks for the email and if you have any other questions or comments or just want to send us a nice email like you did there you can definitely do it again uh, my email is uh, frustratedfury at ztgamedomain.com uh, you can also if you're on Twitter you can follow me on Twitter uh, at DML Fury. You can tweet to me. I am on there practically eight hours a day because I have a very boring job. So um, definitely, uh, if anybody out there wants to uh, follow me, they can. Um, we do have some iTunes reviews. Um, one in particular kind of sticks out to me. It's from a guy named Lucky Lotus 999. <laughs> I listen to this podcast every week, but then I also record this show every week with Drew. <laughs> <laughs> we're shooting to discuss call out and resurrect games of all genres comments reviews and suggestions are all appreciated uh see you on the next episode so thank you matt for that review um but we also have a another review uh it's uh, titled good show it's four stars oh we got four stars i'm not complaining uh it's from isaac bulls bro 
Broils. Broils. I think it's Broils. I'm sorry if I messed up your name. Uh, anyway, it says, good show. I, uh, I relived near through their recent series. Seems to be a popular game. Uh-huh. The cast is funny and explained the game well. I recommend listening, but only if you've played the game or don't care about spoilers. I plan on listening to any future episodes on the games I have already played. It's the next best thing to replaying the game, and it takes less time. <laughs> Thank you, Isaac, for that uh, that review. I greatly appreciate it. In fact, I believe that has officially got us an average rating. So, yay, we have made it. We're, we're there. Yes. I'm so glad, and I'm I'm so glad that Nier has brought a lot of people to us because I didn't think anybody played that game. Yeah, I didn't think anyone would even care, even remember, yeah, or care really. Yeah, I figured like, well, we'll get a lot of people with Halo. Nope. Yeah, Nier. Oh, that's that crappy game that nobody ever played. Yeah, nah, it's it, that game surprised the crap out of me. I really did enjoy it, and and. Uh, Jay, it definitely brings up a, a great point that I really wish I could have experienced. You know, do yeah. I do I really want to erase my save file to do the right thing? You know, so. But yeah, I, I do appreciate the 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 iTunes reviews. I do appreciate the email, uh, and definitely keep them coming, guys. You know, definitely suggest games to us. If you, if you guys have a game you'd like to hear us talk about, um, I don't care what it is. Just just let us know. You have my email address. You can talk to me on Twitter. You know, I'm always I'm always up to talking to new people. You know, I don't don't let my ugly face on the Twitter profile scare you away. But uh, I mean, definitely, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. I will accept it gladly. Accept it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that that's pretty much it. We talked a little bit about Resident Evil. Maybe you guys learned something. I had a little tidbits of trivia there. Um, I know you guys heard me talk about my history with the game, and um, hopefully the future of Resident Evil will be bright. We, we shall see. Um, right now, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little cloudy at the moment, but yeah. it, it could clear up. Oh, definitely. It's, they've still got plenty of potential. And if they reboot it, of course I'm going to play it. Yep. So, But anyway, we're going to get out of here. I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And, uh, yeah, we will catch you guys um, next week, probably. Uh, are, we, are we definitely doing next week? Uh, are we doing Anna? Is I, that a, a if, maybe? If you want to do Anna, um, yeah, we can. I, I, I'm up for Anna, so we can do Anna. Um, it may not be next week, though. Okay. Because, you know, my whole schedule change thing. I will, right, right, I, will right. I will let you know. Um, we can definitely get started on it if need be. So, But I will definitely talk to you about that. So any of you guys out there have played Anna, it's on Steam. It's 10 bucks. It's supposed to be really scary. I will be the judge of that. <laughs> um, and so we'll, we'll see how it goes from there. But, um, yeah, we're out of here. We'll catch you guys maybe next week, maybe not. Um, but definitely stay tuned. We will be back. 